You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language. Well, Billy Bradley, I know what I saw at Kansas, I thought was pretty fun. I enjoyed the race. There was action up and down the track. I saw passing. I saw people working their ass off to get a pass, I guess I should say. But I did see passing. I saw, I didn't see, what I didn't see, Billy, is I didn't see the leader get out to a 10-second lead. And I, and I didn't see somebody win the race by 25 seconds in, in 17 cars a lap down. I, I am, am so big, glad you mentioned that. So damn glad. <laughs> I'm a fan of, of, of racing. I'm not a fan of follow the leader. I'm not a fan of – I mean, hell, Dale Jr. ran out of gas at Texas one time, and he was in front of the field by like 36 damn seconds. And I've seen – listen, I have seen over 100 NASCAR Cup races. The majority of them have been mile-and-a-half tracks because I just happened to live in Miami, and I've happened to live in Texas for 15 years. So I've seen a lot of mile-and-a-half races – I, the one that I saw at Kansas, I would throw every fucking Texas race, with the exception of the one where Brad Keselowski got pushed by that bitch Kevin Harvick into Jeff Gordon. That's the only race <laughs> that I would that I would I wouldn't trade for what I saw at Kansas. Kansas, listen, at least they were all close to each other. And hey, the leader got out front. Fuck it, he deserves the lead if he gets out front. I mean, you gotta. I mean. We got a point system based on how you perform during the year that helps you in the playoffs. So why wouldn't we have a race where if you're in front, somebody has to really work to pass you? And I'll tell you this, Joey Logano, there's not many drivers that could have kept Kevin Harvick off of him. Joey Logano is the top of the list. Joey Logano is the only driver that could have pulled that off because Kevin Harvick and a lot of it goes on the spotter, TJ. Like, I listened to uh, a little bit of the scanner, and TJ was telling him where to go. I hate to give TJ's whiny ass any credit, but I'd say yeah, 90% I of that is all him. And, and, and here's what I, I, I bring this thing back. The, the fan poll Jeff Gluck puts out, number one, I, I, I always wait. I, I want to see what it says, Billy. But, but I fucking hate it, too, because I know Joey Logano won, so automatically people are going to hate it, okay? Uh, but number two, that, that package, and, and Rob Lopes has talked about it with us for two years, that package works best in colder temperatures. And, by God, it was cold, and that package kept everybody close. But for my money, where I was sitting in Texas watching that race, I was very much entertained, and, and I, I, I have sat through – dozens of mile-and-a-half races where I've taken the 40-lap nap. I have never in my entire fucking life watched an entire race at Texas Motor Speedways, and I haven't missed many of them in 15 years, Billy, because it's a goddamn boring. I, take, I watch for the first, the first caution, the first, uh, first pit cycle, and then I go lay it down because I've been there for five damn days and I'm tired. But I, but I thought I thought Kansas was was pretty good. You thought Kansas was okay, Rob Lopes. I know you're sitting in it from a completely different perspective. But for the package that we have and that we're running and the temperatures and the tires, I, I mean, I guess 
what, what were your thoughts about it um, from a from a from a garage guy? What did you think of the race? It was cold. I can definitely say that. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I think it was warmer. The air might have been a little warmer on the way to the track at seven o'clock in the morning than it was at noon. Yeah. Um, wow. And it was windy as heck, and, yeah. and that definitely wreaked some havoc with those cars with all that blade on the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it played a big part, and it was blowing. It was a headwind on the back stretch, so I'm sure it it probably messed with them pretty good getting into three. It might have pushed them a little hard getting into one. Um, you yeah. have it is kind of a dog leg, and you have the stands there, so that kind of helps. That changes things a little bit. But yeah, as, as cold and windy as it was, um, definitely different <laughs> different conditions than when you've had pretty much all year. Um, uh, but from a from the garage standpoint, I mean, we were busy. We had a tough day, so I was pretty busy, and there was a lot of chatter on our radio. Um, and but what I did see was a lot of action, a lot of strategy. Um, there was there were some things that were playing out, and it was it, it was a shame. There's a couple cats that had bad days that didn't need to have bad days, and I think of Kurt Busch yeah. is one of them. I mean, he Kurt did Bush not need sure. that. Yeah, he did not need that. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought it was a good mile and a half race. Um, and the ironic thing about that is, is we ran there in what July this year, I think. Race yeah, was there. Hundred degrees. It was yeah. It was one of the hottest races of the year, and we and the date. It's now we just ran the coldest race of the year. I mean, we still got to sneak through Martinsville. Hopefully, we get some spring-like weather there. But yeah, um, good mile and a half race. And looking forward to hopefully a good show at Texas. Well, here's what what you mentioned, and you mentioned this last week on the podcast. We talked about it. The wind up there was, I mean, it wasn't, I wouldn't call it ferocious, but it was, uh, you damn sure, you took one step outside and you knew it was windy, right? It was strong. It, 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 it was, was definitely it was strong. A, yeah, it was a force to be reckoned with. And, and Billy, I, I read, I, I mean, I Twitter blew the fuck up about how terrible of a race it was. And I'm like, what the hell do you want? I mean, I mean, what do you want? We've got a mile and a half track where, listen, it's hard to pass. I don't. I know Kyle Busch hates it. He hates it. He wants a big old thing. But if we have the same shit where it's fall, how many races have we seen at Texas where Jimmy Johnson gets out there and wins, and the only battle is to see who can be not the on the on the the, the or who can who can be the the last car on the lead lap. I mean, I, I've seen Jimmy Johnson win eight times out there, and, and he's always – and he's never been close. I mean, the, the very few times – the only time at, at, at a mile and a half prior to this package and it being cold where you're going to see a really good race was probably at Homestead. Um, that was probably the only chance you had with the, the, the multi-grooves or the, the progressive banking. But, Billy, I don't know what anybody wants. Everybody was right there at the end. There, you could throw a blanket on on, on the first two cars. I, I, it, listen, it takes skill to get up there and win. Here's what I didn't hear. I didn't hear Kevin Harvick bitch, whine, and complain that he couldn't pass him. When I heard Kevin Harvick say, hey, fighting that dirty air and, and, and Joey Logano blocking is not easy. He didn't complain about it. He didn't whine about it. It's the package we got. I thought it produced decent racing. And I don't know what we want from a mile and a half track, Billy. 
Ricky, I would agree with everything you just said, and I watched absolutely zero laps of that race live. I was sitting my big ass in a tree stand all weekend, and I texted you guys. I said, who the fuck won this race, Joey Logano or Kyle Busch? Because I, I really, honest to God, didn't know. I was just following Twitter timelines, and everyone was bitching about what a race it was. So I come home and just kind of scanned through it. I was like, damn, that's you know, we didn't have a a winner by 18 seconds, just like you spoke of. We just bitched six to eight years ago about this, the package we were running at the time about nobody can catch anybody. Now yeah. you can catch them. I mean, whether you pass them yeah. or not, at least you're close to get that opportunity. You want to lay the bumper to them, you have that opportunity. And by God, Joey Logano better be ready come Phoenix because, it's going to happen to him. We've talked about it all year long on how he's raced people. And yep. they're not going to forget that. You know, it's funny you mentioned that, Billy, because Rob and and you and I were all in agreement that Joey Logano is going to have a tough time making it through to the to Phoenix. Well, uh, he did the smartest thing. He got out front and didn't let anybody catch him and wreck him. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case when we go to Phoenix. And, oh, by the way, uh, the, the, the last race Joey Logano won was the spring Phoenix race. So uh, all of a sudden, uh, and, and, and I thought Kurt Busch was, was destined for a good day. And, I, obviously, um, as Rob mentioned, that, that, that turned out terrible for that team. And I hate it because they did, they did so good. But here's something we need to talk about. Rob Lopes, Chase Elliott didn't have radio communication for a, a lot of the race, uh, at least the first stage of the race and into the second stage. And, and I, I find that very, uh, on the one hand, I'm glad NASCAR didn't black flag him over something like that and, and ruin his playoff chances. But on the other hand, if something happens and Chase Elliott doesn't, I mean, he already didn't know that they didn't want him to pit and he came in and pit. If something happens and they can't tell him something, I mean, NASCAR is to blame. I mean, what, what, did you think they handled it right, Rob? I mean, I know it's a tough situation, but is there anything that they did they do as good a job as they could? What do you what do you feel like happened there? Well, I I saw on the uh, on the feed, I saw them with another helmet. You know, they, they they were showing their pit area and they had another helmet there, and I had no idea what was going on, obviously because I'm not listening to the sound, and I just happened to catch the. You know, I'm I'm looking between our live feed and scoring monitors and all that sort of stuff. And I happened to look over and I saw him messing with a helmet. I'm like, he must be having radio trouble or something. And it is, and that is an important part of that race car. And especially now, um, you know, that's one of those things that you don't know. I mean, it can bite you at any time, but with not having any practice, you don't get a chance to find out if something, you know, if something like that, you know, a harness goes bad or a button goes bad yeah. or a microphone and the helmet goes bad, you don't you don't find that out. And, I mean, it can still yeah. happen during the race. Yeah. And now I think NASCAR is very aware that how important it is for the communication part of it, and I feel that they handled it the best way they could. Billy, See, I think? think both of y'all are wrong. NASCAR fucked up in this situation <laughs> because this being said, them so-called spotters we got up on the roof, a car isn't allowed on the track unless there's a spotter up in the stands, correct? Correct. Uh, why the fuck was Chase Elliott allowed on the track 
They hadn't had no communication with the spotter. NASCAR didn't want to penalize him because he was yeah, seeing the chase. So uh, who gives a fuck? He don't have communication with his driver. He has to come in and get that fix, whether he's in the – notice I'm not a Chase Elliott fan either, so that's why I feel that way. <laughs> but he, they should have got it fixed. NASCAR fucked up, and they got to let it go from here on out for anybody that does that. Well, Billy, here's yeah. what I'll, I'll, I'll say to that. Number one, uh, NASCAR had put themselves in a lose situation, period, because we have seen time and time again uh, the, the caution flag sometimes gets thrown really quickly, and other times, it, I mean, if you remember back in, like, the, the, the late 2000s, um, it, it got to be a thing where if if TV didn't show it, then the fans were pissed. They're like, they, they flew a caution for nothing. Well, then NASCAR get, started saying, here's where it is, and the TV camera would show where the reason why they would throw a caution. There's still today, this season, we've had many cautions that were everybody's like, well, I can't believe they threw the caution there, or why didn't they throw the caution? So NASCAR's inconsistency to throw a caution, in my opinion, it, this is, goes along the way. As long as everything was going fine, they were going to let it ride out. I have bitched and moaned and complained about Bubba Wallace throwing a football during a lightning strike. It, the, the letter of the rule should have been, if you don't have radio communications, you give them five or ten laps maybe to try to figure something out in the cab or whatever, but then you got to black flag them. I mean, I, 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 I don't disagree with what you're saying. I think NASCAR is in a – because they don't have practice – if this would have been any other year, I, I, I would I would have said NASCAR fucked up. And I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying they did the right thing. I, I'm just saying that I understand the the difficulty of the situation and what I think is going to happen. A, a memo will come out probably say, hey, make damn sure make damn sure that thing is coming on because they don't want an accident. They definitely don't want an accident. I can't disagree with what you said, Billy, but I'm also not upset that they didn't black flag him. I think, Rob, you share the same opinion, right? Yeah. I I mean, under the circumstances, I think they handled the best possible way they could. Um, it's just and, – and, again, just like the inconsistency of, of throwing a yellow, I mean, it's a, it's a judgment call, and you base it on circumstances and situations, and unfortunately that's the way it is. I mean – you would think that throwing a yellow is a is a cut and dried thing, but we've seen yellow flags get thrown for something small, and then it looks like you know. Then there's debris on the back stretch. It looks like a train derailed, and yeah. they don't throw the caution. You know, and yeah. and, and, it, and it makes you wonder sometimes. But yeah, it's. It, I mean, a lot of it is a judgment thing. But I Billy, definitely you know what, what you're saying. A different year different situation, and maybe they, maybe they black flag tonight. Billy, here's what NASCAR didn't do to help themselves. What they did is they let every, all the tinfoil hat-wearing motherfuckers like me say, oh, they didn't throw it because baby Jesus, they didn't want to hurt NASCAR baby Jesus. And, yeah. um, uh, and, and so by not throwing the black flag and putting him in there, I mean, they're, they're in a no-win no situation if they don't right. do it. They're, it's a, a no-win situation. But now all the, all the Chase Elliott haters, which I was a, a card-carrying member of, of the of – the, uh, I can't stand baby Jesus uh, 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 member, but um, 
I, 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 one thing's for sure. Moving forward, I want NASCAR to be safe. I, I want them to be safe because here's what we didn't get. We got a no call. And what they need to do is say, okay, okay, here, here's what happened. We were going along with the flow. We had a caution, uh, a stage break coming up. Okay, moving forward, we, we, we can't do that shit. I, I hope that they do that, and I hope that they black flag the next person, no matter who it is, only because if something happens, and this is big-time auto racing where shit happens, and, and again, I mentioned they, wanted, they did not want Chase Elliott to pit. The guy in front of Chase pitted, so he pitted, and they're like, what the hell, man? The, obviously, they did not have radio communication, and that's a no-no. So I, I, I don't disagree with you, Billy Bradley. In 2019, I'd have been all over uh, um, uh, let, let's burn these fuckers at the stake. But I'm, I got plenty of other things to be um, uh, plenty of other things to be mad about. <laughs> so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna roll up into that. Now, Rob, we saw some. I know the wind played a lot of part in there, and that Texas this weekend, it's not going to be quite as cold. I think it's going to be in the maybe upper 60s or something like that. Um, yeah, it's but to be really nice there. That, th- those tires seem to hold up remarkably well for, for as cool as it was. I mean, it looked like they all had traction. Would, would that be an accurate assessment? Yes, I think that is an accurate assessment. Um, I mean, tires played a role, but they weren't, we weren't hurting them. We weren't, there wasn't abnormal wear yeah they weren't coming apart and i mean there was definitely some fall off and tires definitely made a difference but it i i think it was a good it, it was a good tire combination and the the climate conditions definitely lended to a better performance and i i really think um we're on the same we're on the same right side we're on the same right side actually we're on the we're on the vegas combination coming to texas this week if i remember correctly and uh, it's the same right side that we just ran last week. So I think we'll see more of the same, especially since it's not going to be blistering hot. It'll be yeah. some nice mild temperatures. It won't be windy. Yeah. I think it's going to be uh, – I think it'll it'll lend itself to a good show there too, from a tire perspective. We talked last week. The three of us said um, mistakes is what's going to kill everybody. Well, I, I yep. tell you what, we, we, what we didn't think about was Joey Logano's team getting them out front there at the end, Billy. And Joey Logano's team getting them out front at the end was was was, was what it took, and and not Absolutely. that anybody really screwed up. I, I wouldn't say anybody made big mistakes. Um, I mean, I, I, but they 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 performed extremely well. I, I think in my book, it was a very entertaining race. I don't have anything that I can complain about from what I saw on the track. There was stuff going on, watching them fight the dirty air, watching those guys go back and forth and, and being on their bumper and, and working them and side drafting and all that. I thought it was fantastic. I, I really liked the race, and, and kudos to it, the 22 team. Um, it was almost like a restrictor plate race. If you, I mean, deep down, if you looked at it, the way they were playing in the air. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and I, think sure. that's what, I think that's what NASCAR – listen – NASCAR went to this package to try to get more side-by-side action because the mile and a half, just, they just were too strung out. They were just way well, too strung out. Go ahead. You, you touched on it earlier. Kansas, Kansas was, was multi-groove. They were running top, middle, bottom, and making yeah. time in any lane, you know, wherever they found to work the best. And I was uh, watching Carvick, or, uh, Harvick duel with 
Logano, you know, depending on who is out front, they might try to take their line away. Like, oh, Harvick's really making time up top. Let me get one up top. Yeah. And take the, you know, keep the air away from him. Make him go to the bottom. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. There was a lot of that going on. That, but you were, but you're able to run three grooves there. Yeah. Uh, Texas will be a little bit different. Yeah. And, um, but again, we're back to the. Uh, the magic potion that they spray on the asphalt there. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what that does. But yeah, Kansas was. I mean, they were running against the wall. They were running the white line, and everywhere in between. And that and that makes for good racing for sure. Well, and that's what. And, and Billy, we we talked about it. That's what I. That's why I, I. And I don't like Joey Logano. But fact of the matter is, Joey Logano drove his ass off from the. He drove in the. He drove looking in the rearview mirror while T.J. Majors looked out the front, and and at the same time, and they they would swap back and forth. Right, kudos to the twenty two because Joey Logano did a hell of a job, and not, there's not many guys that could have kept Kevin Harvick uh, from passing him, but Joey Logano yeah. damn sure was. That was um, it. That was it. Uh, Big news, uh, um, big news that nobody knew about. Uh, Chase Briscoe <laughs> to the 14. <laughs> Yo, damn, that's a really good news. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah. nobody saw that coming. Um, here, here's what I like about about Chase Briscoe. Chase Briscoe, uh, there ain't no quitting that guy. Um, he's stuck it through. He's 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 been around. He's he's done his time, and all he's done, Billy, is proven he's a ten-time winner. Uh, so I mean, it, it was it was absolutely obvious he was going over there somewhere. Um, and, and when Cole Custer got the when Cole Custer um, moved up, or, or we, we, I was like, okay, at some point he's coming over there. When as soon as we knew it was coming, I think it's a good fit. Um, I saw the video of uh, him and Tony Stewart. I thought it was fantastic. Um, Chase Briscoe seems like a, a, a good a good guy. Um, and, and I'm I'm excited for him, but but Billy Bradley he's going to that 14. That 14 hasn't really produced the the wins in the top five that since since Tony Stewart, a obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer. But Chase Briscoe, he, he's I expect to see something of him. He's I expect him to go in there and, and start doing very well right out the gate. You think that's uh, you think I'm over-optimistic or too hard on him, Billy? Or what are you looking for Chase Briscoe to do out there on that 14 next year? No, I would be surprised if we didn't see a win out of that 14 car. It seems like these younger drivers are able to adapt to this package a lot better than some of the veteran drivers. Like, it just doesn't suit their style. I mean, look at Jimmy Johnson as a prime example. This package yeah. does not suit his style of driving. I think Briscoe may come out and even pull out a win next year. I think Briscoe is going to do okay. Um, I'm not sure. I, I just put it this way. It wouldn't surprise me if he's if he's uh, not in the top. I, I could very well see him in the top 16. Um, uh, I, I don't. I think he's had a legitimate shot to be right around that area um, for his first year. And I, and I know they've got high expectations of him for sure. Um, we now know. Eric Jones is going to the 43. That's something we speculated. Uh, shit, two months ago, we said if Kyle Larson was going to Hendrick, the only logical place for Eric Jones was Richard Petty. Well, that's where he's going. They're going to stay a one-car team. And, and, and I like the way Richard Petty Motorsports said this when they were asked 
um, you know, uh, are you going to have multi-cars? He goes, nope, we're putting all of our focus on Eric Jones. Well, we saw what happened when they put all their focus on Bubba fucking Wallace. And so I don't know if that's a good thing, Billy, or, or a bad thing, but here's what I can tell you. Eric Jones versus Bubba Wallace next year is going to be something that I am going to watch every week. We're going from Bubba Wallace is climbing out of that Richard Petty Motorsports car. I doubt Eric Jones is getting any better equipment or newer equipment since Rob told us, I mean, he made it clear last week, this is what we got. (laughs) It's a new year in 2022. I don't know that he's going to do, he's going to have much better equipment. I expect Bubba Wallace to be, I mean, the Toyotas are not bad. I mean, they're, 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 they're certainly not good, not bad, but, I think it's going to be very interesting to see the Bubba Wallace versus Eric Jones. And I'm not talking about a personal rivalry, but we're going to find out a lot about those two drivers, I think, next year. What do you think, Billy? I, I think I agree with everything you said. I think Bubba Wallace will have a better year than Eric Jones based on the equipment Bubba Wallace is going in, and that hurts to say Jimmy Wag. But I think <laughs> – Eric Jones will outperform Bubba Wallace in the 43 compared to Bubba Wallace in the 43. I think Eric that's, Jones will have better performance out of that car. That's probably a pretty a, a pretty astute – that's an astute um, outlook, Billy. So we, we probably should just see how Eric Jones does in the 43 in the same equipment versus Bubba Wallace in the, in the 43. But – I, Rob, I know when when you switch teams and and everything is different and that and that sort of stuff and and obviously Bubba Wallace has a little bit of a of an edge because he's announced this thing a month ago and he's going over there. Eric Jones, I mean, I'm sure he, he didn't have a whole lot of options, Billy Bradley, after some of these other chips had fallen. But how difficult is it for for a driver or, or a crew to 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 kind of learn what the driver wants and that kind of stuff. Is is Eric Jones in for a tough time over there at Richard Petty Motorsports? I mean, how, how does that all work? Um, well, it's definitely about – it's a chemistry thing. Chemistry plays a big part, uh, especially between the driver and the crew chief. And as far as the way they communicate with each other, um, you have to understand what – the biggest thing I think is understanding what the driver wants as far as feel goes for his race car. Because yeah. you can you can put a race car there with a setup in it, and you can stick five different drivers in it, and one will say, "Man, it's perfect," and and man, I can just I you know it really it's really down on the racetrack, and I can I can cut the wheel and it it turns and it's got good drive off. You can put it, the next guy in and go, "Man, it's a little too tight for me. It's a little snug. You need to free it up." You can put another guy in it and he'll go, "Man, it's too free for me. You know, you need to tighten it up." Um, it, it, it or I mean, it just it, it depends on what they're looking for. They all have a different feel. They know what they want. And it's a matter of figure how fast can you figure out how they speak when they say, man, it is super tight. Well, some guy's super tight, one pound of air pressure sends them over the edge the other direction. And other guys with super tight is you might need to put a damn impact wrench on the jack bolt to <laughs> wind the wedge out of it. You know, like you just got to get used to where their scale is. And you and I know everybody's heard on the radio, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, how tight are you? I'm, I'm a 5 or I'm a 7 yeah. or I'm a 100. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and it, it, it helps give the crew chief an idea 
of all right, how big a swing do we need to take it there? Yeah. Um, well, and, 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 and chemistry working with the guys too. Now it sounds like the team itself is basically staying intact. I guess uh, the crew chief staying the same. Yep. So as far as that goes, they've got their chemistry together. They just got to learn the driver. Yeah. Um, well, you know, on, it's, it's on the other side of the coin, though, and I'm sorry to keep rambling oh, on, but on the other side of the coin, you got Bubba Wallace going into a whole new deal. Mm-hmm. Top the bus. Yeah. yeah, it's all new team for Bubba Wallace, correct? Cause correct. It'll like, be new people working together. It'll nobody. be a completely different crew chief, a different yeah. manufacturer. Yeah. Everything is brand yeah. new. That's why I just made the easiest $100 bill I've ever made in my life off of Jimmy Wags this weekend. <laughs> what? What'd you do? <laughs> I, he, I bet him Bubba Wallace would not win a race next oh. week. He thinks he's oh. going to win. Yeah, that's right. I, I think Jimmy Wags is—he's got too much fandom in his brain to 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 see what's really going on out there. I don't—I don't think putting Bubba Wallace in a now. I, I tell you this, uh, and this is the weird part about that. This Billy, we're going to change in 2022, and he's got a brand new team from top to bottom, manufacturer. Everything's going to be different. I think it's going to be difficult for him to get into victory lane next year. And then who the fuck knows what's going to happen in 2022 because it's a completely different exactly. brand new thing. So he's not going to be able to necessarily piggyback off of what he's learned. But but right. what Rob said is, is, is really interesting. When, when the crew chief says on a scale of one to 10, how tight are you? He can say a five. Well, until you get through a couple, a couple races, you don't even know what the fuck a five means. <laughs> you right. you five. It's your whole new tale. Yeah. Yeah. Five versus another driver's five may be totally different. And yeah. you hit on one thing that, that I would like to touch on is, you know, we said it this year, how much are teams going to put into this year knowing before the pandemic hit, knowing that we're going to a brand new car next year. It's the same thing as uh, Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan are going. How much really are they going to put in? They're already starting a new team up. It's a huge cost right there. How much are they going to put in this year's equipment, knowing they're only going to race it for one year, and how much are they going to focus on the following year when we're getting their new cars? So, I think it's going to be a rough year for Bubba again. I do. I do too. I don't. I mean, I, I, I hope for that young man that he does okay. I don't see him being more than one or two positions better than he was this year. And that's not a knock on on Bubba Wallace. I, I know I, I I beat him up um, a lot, but I think there's there's just so much change. And we talked about it when Matt Kenseth came in this year. We're like, hell, he's he, he's too. I mean, he's a veteran and all that, but he. He doesn't know what he doesn't know yet, and and so he may come out of the gate pretty good. But then when you start to try to figure out the difference between a, his five and, and and a six, I think they're gonna they, the propensity for them to struggle uh, moving forward is, is throughout the year is is probably going to be pretty tough. Um, it's obvious now. Kyle Larson is uh, coming. Uh, to Hendrick Motorsports, I think we can confidently say that that's what's going to happen. Chevy's got him on on board um, and, and, and okay with him coming back. Uh, he's he's now doing um, interviews. He's putting himself out there. I personally am okay with what I have seen him do. While I have seen what he's he's 
what he's said, also what others have said um, about him during his journey here. I've got no no reason to believe that he's ready to uh, um, to get back in the car and he's he hey he deserved his suspension. And exactly. I think he's earned his reinstatement. That's my opinion. And I want to talk for Jimmy Wags, but Jimmy Wags is like until uh, Jimmy Wags isn't quite there yet. Uh, Jimmy Wags was hurt about what it is. He hasn't heard. He hasn't. I mean, here's one thing that that I that I wish Kyle Larson would do. He, he's done all the right things to the NASCAR brass, and, and, and that's fine. That's all well and good. He has to do that regardless. I am waiting to see how he interacts with fans he hasn't addressed the fans yet okay uh, and and i'm and I'm, i don't know that he's addressed um you know the, the the garage people and that sort of thing which i don't know he necessarily does but he absolutely has to address the fans at some point billy bradley i don't and and i'm and and until he does that i don't think it's until he does that there's he needs to get that out of the fucking way so it's not a damn issue whatsoever and that needs to happen immediately as soon as it possibly can to get it out of the way so we can all move forward but i don't know what we want to what what we need to do billy he's done everything they've asked him to and then more i mean shit he's he's, it's time to give him a chance i agree with everything you said and look the young man's done lost i mean damn man he's done lost everything he's ever had he was building a brand new house his other house went up on the market not long after this incident happened I, I agree with you what you said. I can't speak for Jimmy Wags, and I personally think it's, he's ready for a second chance. You know, he's done lost everything he's had, but I agree with you. I'm sure. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm I'm not I'm not going to disagree with you, but let's keep things in perspective. I'm fairly certain he's not a pauper. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good I point. Mean, yeah, yeah. I understand what you're saying when he lost everything he had, but let's let let's keep things in perspective. I'm fairly certain he's not standing at an overpass with a cardboard sign. Well, so I, we'll race I agree with you, know you on that, saying? but let's, I mean, let's be honest about it now. I will. But okay. I, but I, but I get where you're reality, coming from. You, you're exactly right. He hasn't lost everything he has. They lost both of his homes that he had. Granted, he's still not hurting. That's what I'm looking at. He lost both of the homes he had. Granted, most of us only have one home, so I get you exactly <laughs> right, Rob. Here's what he lost. He he lost his credibility and, and he lost he lost everybody's respect. And 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 he did it in a most public of public ways. Um and and that's a difficult deal. And and I, I don't I just I, I I was I mean, the second that it happened, I knew he wouldn't last a week and he'd be gone and I and it was deserved. Well, I think reinstating him is the right thing to do. I just wish he would come out and I, and I know there's a process and, and I'm, I'm not going to argue or, or I'm going to trust the process, but at some point, and it's got to be as soon as it fucking can, he needs yeah. to address the, the NASCAR right. fans and get that shit out of the way. He needs exactly. to get that shit out of the way because it's not going away. <laughs> it, it's not going away, and he needs to deal with that part. He's done everything he needs to do for the industry, for the team. For the, he just got one other thing for me, uh, but I'm okay with him coming back, and I, I wish him much success. Oh. And if I was Hendrick Motorsports, I'm looking at uh, young William Byron got his first win this year. 
uh, Alex Bowman has got a couple wins this year. Baby Jesus is is at the helm of this ship, and now you just added Kyle Larson. Uh, they're looking pretty good all of a sudden, Billy Bradley. <laughs> it's so funny you bring up Alex Bowman, the guy that finished third in the Kansas race and still may be out of the damn point standings thanks to this stupid ass. God, I can't see how this shit works out. Well, Billy, I'm glad you brought that up because both you and, and Rob have been definitely for a change next year so this doesn't happen that goes all the way through. It's absolutely criminal for what, what's happening to, to Alex Bowman and that team. Now, it's, it's the rules as they are written today. However, I think we can plainly see how maybe we need to alter some – maybe get those stage points, those, maybe it carries you through the first round and then it's open season – I, 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 you're, you're starting to turn. Thanks to this happening, Billy, you, you, you've turned my head on this a little bit. I, I, I think getting them through the first round of the playoffs okay. is probably okay. Um, I'm okay with that. They deserve to get something, but at some point, it's. I mean, damn. I, I hate it for for that team over there, and 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 it's not just because it's Alex Bowman. I mean, I would hate. It. It's just unfortunate the way it's playing out, and and guess what? It's probably going to play out something like this every year. Um, yeah. So I, I do think I do think they need to tweak that team. Rob, are you? Uh, and, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but weren't weren't you okay with like getting them through the first round and then stopping it, or what? What was? Did, did you have something like that? Here's my thought on that, and I was just sitting here re going over those thoughts on it. I think you can split the difference. I don't think it should carry you all the way through the third round. I think all those points you build up through the season, all those playoff points, yes, boom, that helps you in your first round. Boom, it helps you in the second round. But going into the round of eight, the round we just started this past week, no, going into the round of eight, the only points that count for you is what you've accumulated in the points races leading up to that. Okay. Okay. If you've won a race, you get those five. If you won stages, you get that one. But they're the yeah. only ones. Not all the ones you accumulated through the season. Now, yeah. now it's all about what you accumulated in the last six. All right. I, I like that. I, I can roll with I, that. I, That's I, still... think, I think you split the difference there. Your, okay. your, your, your in-season points get you, help you in round one, round two. Mm-hmm. But going into the round of eight, going into the, round of eight the, the third yeah. round, the only you point what you got in the first six. from that point is what is what happened in the first six races of the playoffs? Oh, the, I, I, think, I, I, I like I that. Think that's a, I like that is that. a fair that is a fair middle ground way to go, because but but then again, guys like Harvick and 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 Denny in the four and the eleven, I mean they creamed everybody all season, yep. and I'm sure they would argue, well, why are you taking all that away? You know, how can yep. you take all that away? All that hard work. Well, that hard work got you into the playoffs and got you to number one seed and got you through well, rounds one round. or two. Yeah. Now, you know, there ain't no coasting in the Phoenix. You're yeah. going to have to race the last four to be the yep. champion. And we all know in the NCAA uh, tournament, uh, there's one 12 seed that's always going to be the five seed. We just don't know which fucking one it is. So I, 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 I like the fact that somebody can win and get in. I don't like the fact that um, – Alex Bowman finishes third, and he doesn't. He he's got a long road to, to get up there to to get into this next round. He he basically is going to have to have a victory 
uh, I think, here to get to get through the next round. Let's talk about the, the next race we got. We're going to Texas. We just saw a mile-and-a-half race. I thought it was a good race. We're going to go – listen, turns one and two at, at Texas, I, I, I think, are the worst two turns in all of motorsports. Um, I, I don't like it whatsoever. I'm not a big fan of that track. Um, I love the party atmosphere. It was a wild asphalt circus. It was a lot of fun out there, but the race was literally the worst thing about the weekend from my perspective of being in the infield. Um, but I'm excited to see this, this package with the cooler temperatures, Billy Bradley. It's not going to be quite as windy. I'm thinking that we're going to have, um, a a pretty decent race at, at, like Rob alluded to in there with, they put the, the magic potion PJ one on the track. Maybe that'll help, but here's what I'm going to like. Anytime that this package has been on the track below 70 degrees, it's been, it's been pretty decent. It's going to be a little bit warmer, so yeah. the track may be a little bit slicker. I think we're in for a, a pretty decent race, and I don't think we're going to see somebody win by by 30 car lengths or, or some shit like that. Um, I'm excited to see this thing. The wind can whip there, but I don't think we're going to have it. Um, Rob, when do you guys fly out there? Saturday night. Saturday night. So you're going to have a big, busy damn Sunday for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, ever since they made the – call that hey it's one day shows no qualifying yep. no practice yep i mean there's no sense in bring i mean and you know we're still playing by the rules of yeah not COVID. you know not not being out on the town not doing this you yep. know everybody's eating takeout or yeah whatever and there's no sense in there's no sense in flying us in at noon with nothing to do yeah yeah, yeah. so we the, yeah. you know we we fly in you know, actually after dinner and mm. we go to the hotel, you go to bed, you get up, you go to work, uh, race gets over and you get on a plane and you go home. And well, um, we will appreciate you stopping by our fair state of Texas. Billy Bradley, yeah. um, none of us. The downside, the is, is, it, downside is, is it really cuts into some of these culinary delights that you look forward to at some of these stops <laughs> in these towns. Yeah. And that's the part that really – really well, hit you where in the fields there. If if you can swing in there to Bucky's and get you a a, a, a jambalaya stuffed chicken or a kolache or maybe a a brisket sandwich, you might be able to get a, you know some uh, not quite the delicacy there, but you know hell, uh, Billy, you've never I been mean, to Bucky's. a Bucky's, but uh, um, shit, Jimmy Jimmy Wags has spent his whole damn paycheck in a Bucky's in about thirty minutes. Yeah. He, he he's dangerous he's to go in there. Possible, he bought a belt buckle, a cowboy hat, fucking washer dryer hoses. I don't know what the hell that kid bought for to take back to take back to Baltimore. But Billy Bradley, who is your winner and who is your dark horse in Texas, son? Winner, Joey Logano. Who? Wow. Oh, Brad Keselowski. Okay, Brad Keselowski. Got gotcha. you. Jimmy Johnson. Damn, we all have picked Jimmy Johnson. I hope to God you're right. Jimmy Johnson loves that track a good pick hey i've won several hundred dollars uh um with jimmy johnson over there we always did this thing where we wrote the the starting positions one through 43 then it was one through 40 on a ping pong ball 20 bucks got you a pick and i'll be damned if i didn't just happen to pick him like three years in a row when he won two out of three races um uh, there so I, i did really well rob lopes who you got for your winner and your dark horse there well i mean huh 
I got my dark horse is going to have to be that snake bit team of the 18. I mean, sooner or later, they've got to have some good fortune go their way. I would think Um, so. And if you don't pick the next driver, I'm going to, so you better. You know I'm picking the four. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good pick there. Kevin Harvick loves that place. He does really well. But i got to be honest with you guys. If you would have – I would have taken any bet possible – that Kyle Bush would have a victory before we come to Texas. It's it's oh. kind of dumbfounding to me. And I, I got and, and to be bluntly honest with you, I, I also would have bet that that Jimmy Johnson would have been in victory lane before now. I, I just it just dumbfounds me that those two guys just haven't made it in there. Uh, but these are both track, good tracks for both of those guys. And but I'm looking at. You've got the 22. He's good there. Um, Kevin Harvick, yeah, he he's good there. Um, Denny Hamlin is good there. Brad Keselowski is 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 good yeah. there. Um, the 19 is, is is great there. Personally, I think I think Kevin Harvick probably the best pick. I am going to take though. I am going to take the 19 to get into victory lane. They okay. they kind of they haven't really. I, 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 they haven't really wowed me, so to speak, the last couple of races. But that team is—I think they're poised. I think they're ready to go, and I'm gonna—I'm gonna take the 19. And as far as my dark horse, oh my God, Billy! I, you, oh, I don't—don't don't, don't be mad at me, Billy. Don't—don't don't be mad because in our group chat, this is gonna fuck everything up. I think I'm gonna take Matt DiBenedetto. I don't think I've taken him all damn year. But I think I'm going to take Matt DiBenedetto to uh, to have a good race in Texas. If anybody needs one, I mean, a case could be made that he needs to do something in that damn seat uh, uh, quick. Uh, they've been running pretty decently. Um, I shouldn't say that they've been running okay, but I think it turns around for him here in Texas. So I'm going to take I'm going to take um, Matt DiBenedetto in the 19. Rob Lopes has the four and the 18. I I cannot believe the 18 is still on the board. For a dark horse pick, dark and you've got horse. Brad Keselowski and um, and Jimmy Johnson, all great picks. Um, and I, I tell you, every week I, I tell you guys, hey, let's try to get this thing to 30 minutes, and here we are at 45 minutes, exactly where we always are every damn time we talk. Uh, and I don't, it doesn't matter what race it is or what's going on. Um, here we are, but uh, Rob, be safe out there on your one day turnaround. Um, um, good luck to the, to the six team out there, and and, and uh, uh, hope you guys have a, a good showing, Billy Bradley. Um, by the way, I'm in a rental Jeep truck, Rob. It's the goofiest thing I've ever been in. And right before we called you, Billy Bradley had to tell me how to wind down the damn windows. I had no idea that they were on the on the dashboard by the by the radio. I've been looking at the damn door for two fucking days trying to figure out how to wind down the windows <laughs> like a damn idiot. Um, <laughs> like a damn idiot. I was graven in a weird spot. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, God almighty. I, I've been opening my door to get a cup of coffee in the morning and, um, and uh, looking like an idiot. So... Uh, I'll be I'll be glad to get back uh, I'll be glad to get back to Texas this weekend and uh, I'm gonna root on root on the show from the house for Rob Lowe for Billy Bradley I'm Dado let's have a good race in Texas y'all here we come there you guys that sounds like a plan good job.